Hello, welcome to the A&A Life as you see it podcast. My name is Suki. And I'm Amaka. And we're here on today's episode, our first episode to share our faith journey, our testimony of faith, of coming to Jesus. Um, but before we do that, um, it's 4th of July weekend, so what did you do this weekend? Oh, so this weekend, actually, we went to Seaside for the very first time, even though we've been in Oregon. So it was really nice to go to Seaside and just have fun. It was good. It was a long drive, about an hour and a half. Um, but it was a very... One thing about, like, the beach was that it was very long, but there were lots of people and lots of sand, lots of water. The kids loved it. So I think it was a very, it was a very relaxing weekend for us. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, I agree. I admit to that. But <laughs> for me, I don't think it was so relaxing only because I drove. Yes, yes, yes. I know, I know, I know. You hate I driving. Drove, yes. I hate driving. Oh my God. It was. And like, you know, like you know, and like you said to me, the roads are so narrow and windy and just, you know, like, most of the roads where we live in the Pacific Northwest, like it's beautiful in terms of, you know, um, scenery. Cause there are lots of trees like this. What do they call those trees? Those... Um, trees. Yeah. Those yeah, deciduous green. trees. Yeah. Okay. Green and they're tall, like Christmas we... tree. Yeah. yeah. Like Nigerians. Yeah. We call it cre- those big, like Christmas tree. Very like long, long, long trees. The way. Yeah. yeah. And very dense. Like the, I'll call it forest, they call it woods here, but it's really dense. And then you're driving through those narrow roads. Like most times it's one lane and then at some point it divides into two lanes and then comes back to one lane. So if you're not a fast driver, cars behind you, like you're just stopping traffic. So there's always just that tension of, oh my God, I need to drive so quick. So the people, the person behind me doesn't get mad at me and just so much pressure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because the roads are really like, and there was even one part that like they they had like a bicycle lane, but I felt like it was so narrow. Like I felt like a car could actually swerve and hit somebody on the bicycle lane. But um, yeah, it was it was a different experience. So it I was, was glad we went. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, to the beach. Let me let me not sound all like you know negative and all that. Yes, the driving wasn't fun. But the beach itself was fun. It was nice family time gathering. We had food. We had music. Um, we had competition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We had competition. You should see us running. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. And Azuka, she would probably want to blow her trumpet because she she was the one that won the competition. She's been running for days, so I can't even like match it yes, up. So yes, yes. anyways, yes. so but it was a good experience. The kids ran, the adults yeah. ran, so it was good. So yeah, we we, we burned some calories, don't you think? <laughs> we burned so? some calories yeah. after the food, that's yes, true. Yes. <laughs> we burned yeah. calories. It was fun. It was fun. I think for next year, I mean every year I think it gets progressively better because last year we went for photo went to camp went to a different beach basically um and we just went we just spent time you know just looking at the waters and came back and then we told ourselves the next time we're coming we should come with food and you know and all that that was what we did this year so hopefully by god's grace you know next time we go again (laughs) yeah and you know one thing i remember now when you brought that up i like the fact that we had the dancing chairs game yeah so it's this um for those of you who don't know there's a popular like um african game where we put chairs and people dance around and then they stop the music and the the person that doesn't um sit down or doesn't get a chair to sit down actually is eliminated eliminated until you have the last person standing Mm -hmm. so that was really nice and so i think for next year or for next time we should actually incorporate more games so that would be fun exactly yeah we should incorporate more games i agree yeah but the dancing chair was fun it was fun it took me back to childhood days like yeah 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 and thanks to amaka she gave um she sponsored the star prize um, so yeah, so she gave 
twenty dollars to the winner of each game. Oh my goodness, you said it like it was like five thousand dollars. Well, well, you gonna never know. I was gonna wager one dollar. I was gonna give just a dollar. One dollar. Oh my gosh. So, so just for background, for context, we had we had teenagers. We had it was a big yeah. party. It was like how many were we? Well, like maybe oh, more than ten people. Yes, we were. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe more than ten people though, but. Five adults, like when I say adults, like full grown adults, we don't need, you know, five or maybe six. And then the rest of, no, I think we probably were up to 15 people. Because we had a lot of, you know, young kids, yeah. teenagers and mm-hmm. all that. So they were really looking forward to the, you know, prize money. And I was like, you know, I'm only going to wager a dollar. But I said, no, let's, you know, <laughs> move it up to $20. I just felt like a dollar was too small. Man, I like, I mean, well, but it's okay. It's all good. It it's worked all, out. Yeah. And they were excited, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were happy about it. They were happy it. Yeah, about yeah. it. Thanks, so. Amaka, for that. Because when I sent the mon- money to their mom, you know, yeah, she was really glad. She was happy about that. So, yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, it was it was a good 4th of July weekend. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I it agree. was. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. Tomorrow is work. We are back to work tomorrow. So <laughs> back really, to the grind. Back to the grind. <laughs> it's all yeah, good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are we up to now um, today? What are we yeah. talking about? I mean, this is our first episode. Honestly, disclaimer, we're not um, professionals at this. <laughs> we're just, you know, trying to figure this thing mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, podcasting and all that. Um, I've, I love to listen to podcasts. Um, so... For me, it was like, okay, yeah, I love to hear people talk. Maybe I can talk. Let, let's try that out in that direction. <laughs> so, like, yeah, let's let's do this. I mean, this is like, you know, something that, yeah, let's just figure it out. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're here to do today. This is our first episode. And today we're going to be um, sharing our faith um, journey. Um, so, I wanted to say something before we dive into that. Um, sure. I am an extra... I'm not an extrovert, sorry. I am an introvert. <laughs> introvert. So for me, it's almost counterintuitive that I'm doing this because um, I'm not much of a talker. I think most of my talking goes in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know about your matter, but um, for me, I just feel like I might be in a room full of people and people are communicating, interacting. And in my mind, I feel like I'm part of what is happening. Even though, whatever, like, m- my opinions are in my head. Like, I'm thinking things, talking to myself in my head. So, a lot of things go on up here. So, basically, <laughs> you need more time. Like, you want to be, like, you need time to be able to, like, process your thoughts and, like, communicate them. So, yeah, yeah, you're, exactly. exactly. You're, you're basically thinking. You're not, like, going to start talking, like, right off the bat. So, like, yeah. people just meet you and they just, you know... So, yeah, so I feel like sometimes, so let me give you a classic example. So one time I went to volunteer at the food bank. Um, I went with work colleagues because we sign up, you know, sometimes we do volunteering and all that. So I signed up and then we all met there and I really, no one knew each other, right? We're just people from different teams and all that coming together. And we got paired, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to pack the food and all that. And I mean, I was just lost in my thoughts, packing my own food and you know, not aware, like, people were, of course, if you have a partner, it's easy, it makes sense Bless to just communicate them. with them, you know, mm-hmm. but in my mind, I'm just doing this work, and just observing people around me, and just thinking, making conclusions, yeah, just, you know, and then, <laughs> some guy beside me just jarred me out of my thought by saying, hey, my name, you know, introduced himself, I haven't heard you say a word since we got here, and other mm-hmm. people are talking, and only when he said it did I realize that, oh, wait, I have been in my head. Yeah. Thinking I've been involved, you know. And and when those things happen, I don't feel, like, out of place. I don't know how to say it. I feel like I'm connected to them. How they... Does it make sense what I'm trying to say? So, it, to you, like, it, it looks like you're, you're connected. Like, yeah. you're talking yeah. to, to, to you, but yeah. you don't feel left out. But to I them, feel it, feels, it feels like, oh, maybe she feels alone. Like she's yeah. never, But there's, to you, there's nothing, like, you're, you're fine. You're I'm okay. Fine. There's nothing wrong. Like, it's like somebody coming up to walk up to you, like, yeah. are you okay? You haven't yeah. said anything. Yeah. You're like, in your mind, you're like, 
I'm totally fine yeah. until you actually came. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. so, but yeah, so I totally get it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just knowing how people get their energy. So the introverts, whether it's the extroverts, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. extroverts, they get their energy from like social circles and mm-hmm. social interactions mm-hmm. versus the introverts that are comfortable in their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then I like how you brought up the fact that you, you could actually be an introvert in a gathering mm-hmm. and still feel connected, yeah. but then um, it may look like you are left out. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, I think it's, it calls to being self-aware too. I think how the, the guy called you out on it a little bit. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that you know that, okay, well, you might look all right, but it's kind of, it's kind of looking like, awkward here, yeah, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. So I, I think it's totally fine knowing yeah. that, being able to also communicate and say, well, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. This is how I am. And I, sometimes with, intro, with introversion, it's, it takes time to know people. Mm. Like... Like, I, I was actually reading one saying that says that, like, introverts actually talk mm-hmm. when they're around people that they know. Yes. So, yes. or people that they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's a little more warming up with them. Mm-hmm. So, if people could understand, like, okay, mm-hmm. you just need a little more. Um, it, it takes them more time to warm up. Mm-hmm. It's like having kids so mm-hmm. every every child's personality is it's different, different yeah. one is gonna be outgoing mm-hmm. social butterfly hello mm-hmm. hi mm-hmm. and the other one's just gonna be this reserved kid mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything is wrong with either of them mm-hmm. it just means they're different, different so types. so yeah. i think um i think for me right coming to terms with who i am actually helped helps. me as a person yeah because growing up you know my sister She's very extroverted, right? So anywhere she goes, she's just free. Like, she doesn't have inhibitions. Like the life of the party. Life of the party. (laughs) And for the longest time, I always wanted to be that way, right? And I wasn't because I go into social situations and I'm like, what do I say? What do I do? You know, but realizing that I am not that way. I am not like her. And it's okay being who I am, the way I am, right? Because sometimes I feel like people regard introverts as maybe people who are maybe a bit melancholic and not you know happy but not necessarily right like you said i mean like i love my alone time like i want to just be (laughs) up in my room by myself just recharging recharging like when i when i'm in an intense social environment oh it takes a lot to read like i feel like what about you what's your personality type Oh, I think my personality type is introvert too. Okay. So let's let's just let's just go with the flow. Okay. Two introverts doing a podcast. Yeah, Tell me how weird <laughs> how weird can that be? <laughs> but I also think I'm more introverted because I can actually be at home for like two, three days and you wouldn't know. I remember mm-hmm. when I was much younger, I would stay home and I'll just be home like two, three days, and then I'll come out and one of my neighbors will say Amaka, you've been in this house. <laughs> Nobody has seen you. I say, I've been no for two, three days. You say, why? What is happening? I'll be like, nothing's happening. I'm just, I'm just home. I'm just reading or doing something. Like, I was comfortable being home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I also was comfortable going out too. I did go for events, but also, I was also comfortable being home. Right. And I think, like you said, understanding that that is who, like, you are, mm-hmm. as in knowing that that is who you are. I think it's important for us to know that this is that this is this personality. Mm-hmm. It can be refined, mm-hmm. but it really cannot be changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still going to be that base. Mm-hmm. So not expecting... So expectations change when you know someone's personality. Mm-hmm. Expectations change, even for the person, when you know the person's personality. So mm-hmm. I didn't beat myself up for... Um, bring book smarts mm-hmm. because that's what introversion makes you do. It likes right. you to be alone. Right. You're reading, you're writing, mm-hmm. you're... I just realized I have a different set of skills. Mm-hmm. My strengths are definitely different. Mm-hmm. And also, this book is really helpful to understand the power of introversion. So I don't know if there's any introvert there that is watching or listening, mm-hmm. but just know that um, there's a Susan Cain's book, Quiet. Okay. I don't know if you've Susan read it. Cain. I haven't read it. It's a very great book. It talks. I should think so. She also has a TED talk. Okay. So, um, knowing that she talked about the strengths of, because sometimes it's easy to think that introversion can be a weakness. It could be perceived as a weakness, Mm -hmm. but when you read that book Mm -hmm. as an as a parent of an introvert, because 
children have different personalities. As a parent of an introvert, mm -hmm. as an introvert yourself, she highlights the strengths that introversion mm. comes with. It comes with a lot of creativity. It does come with a lot of like being able to stay with your thoughts, mm. patience, listening skills. Those are all strengths of like an introvert and she mm -hmm. outlined them there. There are also things that an introvert can walk upon, walk mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. too. And it's important to see both ways, the strengths and whatever and the weaknesses or mm -hmm. the ways they're not as strong. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a good read. Um, um, okay. Thanks. What did it, what was the name of the book again? The book is called Quiet by Susan Quiet King. Quiet by Susan King. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Amaka, thanks for that perspective because, you know, especially as a, you are a mom, um, you know, kids have different personalities and it's good to, you know, make them know that it's okay just the way they are, right? So, um, I mean, our parents those days, you know, it's now this generation that we're learning more about things like personality types and, you know, how to be because those days it's, always, it's almost like there's only one right way to be. You know, you have to be that kid who is vocal or who is, you know, um, charismatic or who is book smart or, you know, like you just have to be a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of kids, you find us struggle with things like dyslexia, you know, ADHD, you know, in the real sense of it, like real diagnosis that are not given the kind of care that they needed. So, you know, their parents just expected them to be the best in their class, to be book smart or to be, you know, like... Just, but it's that that child needs help, you know, and um, so I'm glad you you came at it, uh, you know, from that angle. I just, um, yeah, I'll definitely check out that book and and read it. Thanks. Yeah, like I I think for for parents is extremely important, mm. like especially because our parents, our parents or my parents, let me say, did not really have that knowledge, mm. but we do now, mm -hmm. so we can instill it in the next generation and mm -hmm. say, hey okay for you to be that way mm -hmm. just harness your strengths mm -hmm. and then we can walk on the path you're not so great at mm -hmm. together and then provide resources to like support them mm -hmm. we're not trying to entirely change who that person that, person that that child is not expecting them to be somebody else or not comparing them to somebody else because Word. they are they are Word. They're very unique. Mm -hmm. Every, that, that child has strengths. Like I said, introversion has lots of strengths. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm really picking on the strengths of introversion because mm -hmm. I feel like it's not really known that introversion has strengths. Most of the creative people that we know, most of the people that invented things, scientists, they were introverts. Mm -hmm. Even some of business leaders are introverts mm -hmm. because they have good listening skills. Right. And so they are able to listen Rather than talking, talking every mm -hmm. time. Not saying that extroverts talk a lot, but well, well, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. But I'm saying that like introverts, they have that natural innate I'm ability. Sorry, extroverts, <laughs> <come at> me. <laughs> they have the natural, the innate ability to just listen without interrupting, and I think that's a great strength in this world that we're in. Yeah, that's true. Well said, hundred percent. I agree. But you know, sometimes I wonder how. I mean. To be an extrovert, extrovert for a day, I would, you know, love to work in that show. Just, you know, just to see how it feels. Like, you know, I, I don't understand when they say they get their energy from people. Like, how? People are draining. People drain me. I so that would be that would be good please put in your comment if you're an extrovert <laughs> let us know how you do it i really admire extroverts because i feel yeah. like they can turn things around they do. like they do come into a place they shine boldly mm -hmm. they're able mm -hmm. to make conversations oh with God. strangers or yes. people that they haven't you met know, before that's a wonderful strength i, I think know. extroverts they oh they're God. good like i feel like extroverts can be great salespeople. they will they sell are. you whatever you do you something they, you don't oh. even want to buy yeah, they yeah. will literally sell yeah. it to you I've just seen... like you said when it comes to like scientists invention inventors they're yeah. mostly introverts but i feel like charismatic leaders mm -hmm. leaders of industries presidents governors they are mostly extroverts yes right because in the corporate world it's the one who talks the most that gets the most visibility and the most rewards and the most you know yeah. Um, yeah, accolade. So extra. Yeah, I feel like both personality types are there. No, yeah, none is right. None is wrong. None it's is, just yeah, understanding who. Yeah, yeah. Who you are. Mm -hmm. Understanding. 
understanding different personality mm-hmm, types mm-hmm. and being able to recognize this is this strength this is yeah. not yeah this is the place we need help with so yeah yeah that's yeah. true well we're taking this on a different tangent but this was interesting topic yes. yeah <laughs> okay so we're gonna go straight into our you know um outline for today so we're going to be sharing our testimony of faith um how we came to know jesus and i think on this episode amaka will start with sharing hers and on the next episode i will share mine um so amaka you want to go ahead with that okay this one you let me talk first okay well anyway <laughs> yeah well so i, was I saying, can share first if you want me to no you're totally fine i can do it <laughs> so I would say I was born into a Christian home. My parents are Christians. Um, we, they went to an Orthodox church. Um, so I definitely had to follow, right? You have to follow your your, your parents, parents to church. And so, Nigerian parents. Nigerian parents. You, Nigerian have, no parents. <laughs> you have no choice. You have to go to church. Why are you not going to church on Sunday? Or more, if you see the look, eh? You, know, you, will, you will just enter the house and wear your clothes and go to... Um, go to church so it was like it was a routine it was something that we did but my parents were, were, were christians and they loved the lord but i would say for me officially did i i gave my life to christ officially when i say officially i made the decision so i chose to give my life to christ in college so the first year of college i remember it was my friend had invited me to her fellowship and remember the first year students, I don't know how it's called in America, but in Nigeria, they're called freshers. Yeah, so freshmen. Freshmen. Okay, so it's basically freshmen, the same yeah. thing. So, yeah. but Nigeria was like freshers. So let's catch the freshers. Freshers, jambai, just jambites, depend on yeah. the school. Okay. All of them are the same. Yeah. So basically, freshers are people that just came out of like high school. Yeah. High school. So a lot of people are coming to them. Yeah. So good and bad people. Both good and bad good people. And bad. They are always <laughs> easy targets for good and bad people. So luckily, I was caught by a good person who said, well, Amaka, just follow me to fellowship. So I went to this fellowship. It was like a student fellowship. And they were doing like a program for freshers, basically, just to kind of incorporate mm-hmm. them, like make them, get them accustomed to like school and resources in the school. And so I remember they did a drama, like, like a stage play where they just acted about Jesus and mm-hmm. God being the center of your life, your Lord and Savior, and Him helping you through every phase and difficulty and I was like wow yeah I've known God and I remember the after that the pastor came and preached and after that he did an altar call he was like I know you might have been going to church but have you made this decision for yourself this is a time for you a lot of you are far from home so you need God so you need to be able to survive on your own um and you with God. So mm-hmm. basically it was an eye-opening experience. And so when he did the altar call, I came out with other students and then we accepted Jesus. You know, we say that prayer, mm-hmm. confess him as your Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. We pray that prayer. And then it was, I feel like it was a life-changing experience. It's been it's been a long time. So Good um, question. Sorry to call you short. Yeah. Do you remember the message that, that was preached before? You know, I don't but i remember the drama was about like there was the heaven there was the hell and then there was like people that um um wanted like just like like people that were living life on their own accord Mm -hmm. and then there were people that were led by god Mm -hmm. so i can't remember the details Mm -hmm. but i do know it was something along that lines and i was like well i really want to be on God's side. Mm-hmm. I really want God to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And you I really want asking. to know him. Sorry to cut you short. I'm yes. so sorry. No, you're fine. I thought, I wanted to know if it was one of those fire and brimstone preaching where, where after, you know, growing up, you go to one of those crusaders say, the, um, if you die today, where will you go? Where will you go? You know, you know like just scary. You, yeah. Like, I go to Lake of Bonifier. No, no, no. I've seen so that one. It wasn't, it wasn't, no, it was, it was, it was gentle. Okay. It was out of a place of love. Like God was genuinely interested in mm-hmm. you. God mm-hmm. wants the best for you. He mm-hmm. created you for a purpose. It was along the lines of God created you of a purpose. He loves mm-hmm. you. He wants you to come to him. He mm-hmm. wants to lead you so that you don't like fall into traps. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the center of your life. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I've, 
at that point, I felt like it was from a place of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, I do know, I understand what you're saying. And I've heard messages like that mm -hmm. when I enter the bus, I'm traveling somewhere. Somebody will just come if you're wearing your ring. And if you see me, <laughs> maybe I'm wearing one earring. I'll not be saying, God, don't mind. It's like, this hairfire is for me now. By this, if it's by this woman's message now that she's preaching, I'm going to hairfire. Earring, I'm going to hairfire. I wasn't doing a lot of makeup, so maybe that one I get a pass. Mm -hmm. I might enter the, <laughs> the staircase of heaven the a little bit, the lower wrong. <laughs> but like trouser, mm. hair fire, um, <laughs> earring, hair fire down, you know. Mm. So, so I, I totally understand all those kind of message. Yeah. And then <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it was really, really funny. I remember. Mm, I think things have gotten better a little things bit. Are, yes, because, because that message hmm. doesn't work. You know, that fire and brimstone message, you know, yeah. even, you, because then... Having people. Having people. Mm. When you, I think I'll share my testimony when you're done. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, and and that was it for me. Mm -hmm. I So, when I gave my life to Christ, after that, I was then conflicted. I know one of the challenges that I faced at that time was I was conflicted whether I should return back to my my home church which was orthodox because they too had a fellowship or just continue with this fellowship it was non-denominational fellowship mm -hmm. but it was like a student fellowship and then and my friend had invited me so i was like oh i'll just continue with it because i really like the message they mm -hmm. preached mm -hmm. they encouraged people to know god for themselves mm -hmm. for you to study the word the word was the basis in that fellowship mm -hmm. so it was like a bible believing fellowship oh, that everything wants and i was like well i'm really passionate about god's mm -hmm. word and i want to know more about god's word mm -hmm. so i think i'll go this route but mm -hmm. it was not an easy decision to make mm -hmm. because i was like i kind of was conflicted with like should i go back to my home church mm -hmm. Yeah, so. So, what did you decide on? So I I went with the fellowship where I gave my life okay. to Christ. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how was discipleship for you? Were you properly discipled? Were you? Hmm. That's a great question. I think it was great. I think huh, I feel like being young and in a student fellowship. Mm -hmm. In college or in university is the best time to give your life to Christ. Mm -hmm. The reason why I say so is that you are surrounded. We you know how the Bible talks about that you are surrounded with a cloud of witnesses. Mm -hmm. So this one is not just in heaven, mm -hmm. a cloud of witnesses. Mm -hmm. You have a cloud of witnesses around you. Mm -hmm. So we had 400 level um, pastors like what, final year students, final year like students. so they've been there for like four years five mm -hmm. years some of them were medical students so they were like mentors to us mm -hmm. so what so every new person that comes i remember mm -hmm. that we'll go through a class was it like a discipleship mm -hmm. class where they would yeah. teach us about the word mm -hmm. then they would teach us about um baptism in the holy spirit and i'll talk mm -hmm. about baptism in the holy spirit at that time because that one too was an, it's another experience of his own mm -hmm. and we'll go to like play they'll teach us about prayer and then we'll basically have to go to like sports conferences it was like an open ground mm. to practice prayer you know when they say people are going to mountain Whoa, we used to was, go yeah they you were they were wow. they were inculcating us to pray mm. so we rise up like 5 a.m mm -hmm. and then go pray wow. so people so now it's kind of like a part of me mm -hmm. so basically mm -hmm. it's it was um it was a really great experience mm. like there was a lot of mentorship, mm. genuine mentorship. Genuine. All we had then was school. Mm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. There's no, there's not a lot of distraction. Yeah. You don't have to pay bills. Most people share. Your parents are mm -hmm. working, or mm -hmm. even if you are working, it's not a do or die affair, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So your focus was either your book and, and God, God and then God. So you had mm -hmm. time. There was time. Mm -hmm. You don't have responsibilities like that. Mm -hmm. And then you, you had these solid mentors of mm -hmm. men, of, not, I won't say men, they were not really men. Okay, mm -hmm. 400 level, maybe 40 year students, mm -hmm. were a little bit mature, mature and then, yeah. and then mm -hmm. ladies too, that just mentored people. Mm -hmm. And they did it out of love, they were not getting paid. Mm -hmm. They don't know you from anywhere. You are just an ordinary fresh. Mm -hmm. There's nothing mm -hmm. you can do for them. Mm -hmm. They're the ones pouring into you all mm -hmm. they have learned. And mm -hmm. I think it was very sacrificial. Mm -hmm. For me, it could the love was palpable mm -hmm. because these were not people that were looking for anything. Mm -hmm. These were people that were genuinely pouring, pouring into the into younger you. ones mm -hmm. how to know God for themselves. Wow, wow. God bless good mentors. 
Um, Amen. God bless good mentors because mentorship is very important. In the body of Christ. In the body of Christ. A good mentor will will take you so far and a bad mentor <laughs> would also take you so far. Honestly, take you so far <laughs> in the negative, you know, dimension because mm. I've heard stories of people who like, yeah, let's not go into that, but yeah, thank God for good mentors and I'm, I'm thankful for, for your life that you met, you know, good disciple, people who discipled you and mentored you appropriately. Um, yeah. Uh, for powerful. me, I mostly, ha I, I, I did have a mostly a positive experience with, mm -hmm. with um, my student fellowship. That's why I'm a big advocate. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do it, save God. You know, I say that save God when you're young. Honestly, yeah, that thing, that thing, you know, the, uh, that time in fellowship, mm -hmm. we'll have like pastors or preachers mm -hmm. coming and mm -hmm. then one of the things they will say is like, this place you are is the best time to know God yep. because once you go out, distractions, and we didn't to understand it. And we say, which day, we just want to graduate. We're tired of this suffering. We want to start making money. We want to walk. We want to start making money. We're tired of this suffering yeah, as students. Yeah. But their words ring true because in school, no more it's distractions. A it's a training ground. Mm -hmm. And you are surrounded by mm -hmm. a lot of people that genuinely, when I say, Mm -hmm. Pick my word, genuinely love you and want to support you. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are not getting anything from mm -hmm. you. You don't have money. Mm -hmm. You don't have any. What are you giving them? They genuinely take their time, their so, energy, and pour into you. Mm -hmm. Even though some of them are in medical school, um, mm -hmm. sixth year, fifth mm -hmm. year, sixth year, mm -hmm. they, are, they still make out time to point to the younger to students. The younger. So. So it was a good experience. So if you're yeah. young, take 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 opportunity. Take opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. Don't go. Don't wait to say, <laughs> "Oh, let me leave home and go to college and live." You know the life I always wanted to live. <laughs> that life leads leads to a dead end. I mean, like yeah. like like Amaka said, honestly, knowing God from that early ages is fantastic. Honestly, it will save you a lot of heartache. A lot of wahala, you know. So yeah, and I think it will give you a strong foundation. A strong foundation. Yeah. It doesn't entirely protect you from the troubles of life mm -hmm. because they will come, mm -hmm. but it helps your foundation. Mm -hmm. Knowing sure. God early, That's being true. able to decipher who you are. I didn't mm -hmm. entirely decipher who I was, even though I gave my life to Christ at that time. Mm -hmm. But I still cherish the fact that i had time to know god, to know god yeah. i was comparing it the other day and i said imagine if i had known god now it would have been sweet though but i have so much you'll be carrying competing. a lot of baggage that's right a lot okay. of you know sometimes mm. we see people and say oh but uh, but they went through life you know lived enjoyed let me use the word in quotation enjoyed <laughs> life lived you know right. anyhow small drunk and then eventually came to know god and look at mm. them you know they are still prosperous they're still happy on the outside, yes, but a lot of, you mm. know, things have happened in between. A lot of, um, you know, things to their souls that you can't see physically, but, you know, they're burying it within. And um, uh, this is not a general statement I'm making. I'm just, you know, um, talking, you know. Yeah. And, you know, this is another topic for another time, but we can look into it. You know, and Christianity can be fun. Who says that yeah. Christianity should be boring? That's yeah. why a lot of people put as excuse why they don't when go they into don't it. They're like, is it this boring? Is it this boring mm -hmm. thing now? Is it that I will not drink? I will not smoke? I will not do this? I will not do that? To them, it was just like a bunch of rules. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's why rules doesn't really help. It doesn't. Because it then doesn't. you scare people away. It's like, yeah. don't do this. Don't. Do. So the person is not asking themselves, what am I going to do? What is, life what, is, like? what is life now? There's no enjoyment. If I cannot do this one, I cannot do yeah, that one, I cannot do... Not excusing bad behavior or mm -hmm. anything, but I'm saying that it doesn't have to be boring. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be boring. I felt like in my school student fellowship we will dance, we'll be happy. Mm -hmm. We'll go to we'll go to fellowship, we'll dance, mm -hmm. we'll be happy, we'll have fun with brethren mm -hmm. in a godly manner. It wasn't like you just come, close your hands and all you're doing yeah. is praying, kabashing so, for okay. So question so did your fellowship time. was your fellowship one of those fellowships where you could wear trousers, wear makeup and all that? So it's mixed. So my fellowship was the mm -hmm. fellowship that the, you, if you're a member, mm -hmm. you can wear trousers. But okay. if you're executive, executive you, can you cannot. Okay, that's fair. So when I got to executive, I stopped. stopped. You okay. know, you say you have to do things for okay. the weaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if all of those rules still exist in Nigerian campuses today. I, 
I don't, I would not think so. Right? You see how I, I doubt, I highly doubt with the okay. makeup business now. With the makeup business <laughs> and, and influencing skin, business and, and social skin, media. Everybody wants to do some points. Everybody wants to do some But, I mean, I don't know. Because it was, but, yeah, that time we took it like, yes, I would say for, mm-hmm. I used to wear, I, I wore trousers when I was a member, but when I got into like the executive, I, I stopped wearing. Okay. So. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Very, I'm, I'm glad you had I'll share this story moment. about trousers with you one time. One girl was, ah, I can never forget that story. I was in the bus mm-hmm. and one lady was preaching. I said, she really preached a good message. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was going to school and they were, we were supposed to stop somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this was way back then. And then, so the lady, she preached where everybody was happy, said amen to the prayer. She now got down. So, as she got down from the bus, <laughs> the lady, just one older woman. I remember she just, she just, he's just said, now trousers she even wears. So what that oh. means is that, it's even trousers that she wore. So basically, all the message that this lady preached, by the virtue of the fact that, that she wore trousers, I don't know if that message one percent stayed with that woman. But to show you how mm-hmm. how it was then, yeah. yes. I don't know what that does. So let me share quickly. Let me mm-hmm. share my testimony because I don't know. Um, so, so yeah. So my testimony. I'm like, thanks for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. that. That was really very inspiring. Um, so my testimony about my salvation. So growing up. I mean, I, I come from a church going house, Anglican family. We all went to church, you know. But it was just every Sunday going to church, right? Um, I don't think my parents were born again. They were Christians. They go to church. They took us to church. Um, however, when I was six years old, six about, yeah, we moved to a different um, community or a different area mm-hmm. in Lagos where we were surrounded by churches. So we had a church at our backyard. We had a church at the side. The church, like so, every Friday in Nigeria, night, Fridays are night vigil days. So churches have services from like midnight up through the night to the next morning, right? So imagine how in the night, because the church houses were so closely built that in the night when they're having their vigils, their night vigil, um, the like they're praying loudly and then they're also singing and drumming like the drum. The piano, like it was just always so loud, and then you you can't sleep because the all the sound around you, and then sometimes when there's no electricity, like you know, and you know it's hot, and then with the hot, the heat, you also have all of this you know church noise. So, um, so somewhere during that period, you know, I just started not just me. I think most of my siblings are just just having this um this aversion for church and what church was all about because. Those churches, for instance, you go across and you talk to them, oh, um, can you please reduce? Of course, now I know better, right? You're telling them, can you stop singing so loud or beating music? And of course, they wouldn't pay us any attention, you know? And it was so annoying. And some interactions with them where we didn't think they acted right, like as believers, you know? So we didn't see people who call themselves Christians, per se, you know, living that Christ-like kind of life. Um, and apart from that, you know, like just having teachers, you know, in school where I remember one of the teachers that was so mean to me, oh my God, that teacher was a deep, let me not call the name of the church, but she was one of those staunch, you know, Christians who was very meek and like she didn't wear makeup, she didn't wear earrings, she always mm-hmm. had a turban on her hair. She was so mean and, you know, I was like, but you preach Jesus, there should be love. I mean, I, I grew up going to church and knowing that Jesus was love, you know, so... All of that just put me off Christianity, and um, but that withstanding, I of course still went to church because the churches, yeah, went to church. But um, um, yeah. So for me, I saw myself as a very, I've not I saw myself. I think I'm, I've always been very legalistic. So right is right, wrong is wrong, right? Um, and so I didn't think I was. I was anything, but I thought I was a good girl. Like I always wanted to be good, you know, have all my A's, yeah. my eyes, you know. I just don't want to offend you know um and so i had a friend then who also used to preach to me and you know i think she led me to christ several times but yeah you just say the prayer and that is it of course I had a lot of those fire and brimstone prayer where 
Um, that <laughs> night, or if you have an accident, yeah. so what happened, you know? Yeah, so, you go. so, because I also came out for altar calls, such messages yeah. was out of fear, you know, but nothing, right? So, for me, the turning point was, um, and I'm gonna date myself a little here, but um, the year Princess Diana died, hmm. I think 97, um, so before then, I'd experienced a lot of. Not a lot, but a couple of losses. One of the main one, the most monumental one was my mom. My mom passed um, maybe four years prior. And it was such a hard time for me and my family. And we don't really talk about, you know, like growing up in that family where we don't really talk about how we feel, our emotions, you know, just... Just in general, I feel like Africans, we don't. Like, it's it's yeah. foreign to us. Yeah. Well, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Just get going. Just, just yeah, get over it. Just, just cry more and get over it. And, you know, it's all of that. And, you know, and for a long time, I've been questioning, you know, what is it about life? You know, what is, you know, so the year Princess Diana died, I think she was one of those people I looked up to as, look at me, one African girl in some place in Akoka, <laughs> Lagos, Nigeria, that, you know, but um, that's to tell you the influence, like yeah. celebrities, have you know you don't know who you are impact like some of the celebrities they don't know which who they are impacting you you know in the furthest furthest part of the world but anyway yeah, I was so touched by her death and I think before she died or around the time she died uh, mother Teresa also passed on um, and so for me these are good people in my eye like in my definition of good just remember I wasn't born again yet so in my mind they were good people they helped the poor they gave sacrificially, you know, they were kind, you know, for me, I just, uh, but these are good, good, bad things she don't have, you know, like, and it just began to make me question, just dig deeper, and then sometime earlier, my dad had given me a little book, um, I can't remember the name of the book now, but it was something about, you know, God, like, like, scriptural, you know, and I just saw myself delving more into that, that booklet, and then, it will lead me to those verses in the Bible and then I'll read and I just, you know, started, you know, God just, you know, the Bible says somewhere, it says that godly sorrow leads to repentance yeah. which brings salvation. Um, and so I think that was what happened to me. You know, God just began to soften my heart. And I remember one morning in September, you know, I was praying in my room. Everyone had gone. I was, yeah, everyone had gone out, gone to work, gone to school or whatever, but I was home. I was praying. Um... And then something happened to me. I felt the presence of God. I felt like God, the Holy Spirit came upon me, right? And one thing I remembered was I just saw my sinfulness. I saw, I, I saw myself a sinner. Before then, I didn't think I was a sinner because really I don't lie. I, like in my mind, I thought I didn't lie. I didn't cheat. <laughs> I just saw my sinfulness. I saw my need for God and mm -hmm. I just started crying. Like, you know how, you know, this it was, was as if, basically, it was like a one-to-one -one encounter, like encounter in your room. Yeah, okay. It was as if God was standing there. It was there. a holy moment. Yeah, and it wasn't a condemning, I saw my sin, oh, yeah. but it wasn't a condemning way. It was in a loving, kind way. Like, yes. daughter, yes. come on, yes. come to me, I love you. And you know, it's very important that that's the difference between God and devil. The mm. devil says, oh my goodness, you're a sinner. How, how could you do such? It's a yeah. feeling of shame. It's a feeling of guilt. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling of like that awkwardness. Like, mm -hmm. how could I do such? How can I see myself this way? Mm -hmm. But with God, he just says, well, you haven't been doing it right, mm -hmm. but this is how you can do it. Come. He's still, it's still, there's still that invitation, that invitation. but the devil is like, no, how dare you? Dare you? you and then you? he, the guilt and the shame is actually trying to push you away. It's mm. almost like um, Adam and Eve in right. the garden that went and hid themselves from mm -hmm. God. But mm -hmm. with God, it's like, come. Mm -hmm. With the devil, it's more like, go. Shame you. So the, so the, so the difference, and as believers, mm -hmm. it's good to know that because mm -hmm. whenever someone, when you're convicted, you feel like, okay, is this from God? Is this mm -hmm. from the devil? Mm -hmm. Is he calling you onto God? Or is he, or is call, it? Or is he making you far away? And it's of the devil. So... So it's I, I like that you call that out, which is very, yeah. very important that mm -hmm. we know the difference that even Change, when somebody yeah. falls, we see ourselves mm -hmm. as a sinner, we see as, ourselves not in the best light, mm -hmm. we know that God is still calling on to us. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. That's so true. It was it was like, you know, and I just, you know, before there was this Franklin song, um, don't have the best of us, but at times we may be crying and nothing's even wrong. 
I sing because I'm happy. Okay, okay. I do yeah. this one. Sing so, because yeah, so, uh, before you go to church and you see people like maybe they are worshiping, they are crying. I never understood it. Why are you mm. crying? Oh, maybe she did something wrong. Mm. Mm. No sinner, you know. Like a brokenness. But, yeah, exactly. I didn't understand that brokenness. But in that moment, I was mm. broken. I was crying. I was, you know, and, you know, I just, yeah, in that moment, I just confessed Jesus as my Lord, you know. You know, accepted him, and I knew I was saved. The Bible says the spirit in us bears witness. You know, the spirit of the children of God. I knew I was saved. And one thing that came to me, Amaka. Mm. One thing that's why when the Bible says where there is where there is um where there is oh how how does it say it where the spirit of God, God is, is there is, there is liberty. liberty. Where yes. the spirit of God there is liberty. Yes. I felt liberated because before then I was a very shy, you Yourself. know, <laughs> person like like. Trying to dot the eyes. Nobody should look at me. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I didn't wear trouser. I didn't wear. Of course, uh, I wore earrings, but you I didn't were, wear. You were a good girl. I was a good girl. Ah, people like I us were pride. bad. I took pride in my goodness, <laughs> so to Fine. say, my sinful goodness. <laughs> so after that that encounter, I there was this boldness. Amaka, I want to wear trousers. Like I, I start like I started wearing pants. I started. I really have much makeup, sha. But any makeup, my sisters are best. Now, you know. And I go out and I don't feel shame. I don't feel condemned. Yeah. I felt okay. I felt all right. right. I felt good. I felt. I felt like God had me. Mm-hmm. I felt like look, men. You get men, back men, in. That the makeup of the universe calls me <laughs> his own. Like it was. Oh my God. You know, God is real. That's yes. why. I mean, that's just my the testimony, testimony right? But. I've, it, there's been a long journey after that. There's been lots of peaks and valleys, valleys ups and downs. <laughs> but you know one thing I'm, I, I, I am sure about and I can <laughs> never forget is that God is real, God is true. So none of us is standing in our own stead, right? The Bible says it's God that gives us the power to stand. You know, Let him that thinks he's standing take heed lest he fall. So I'm not saying I'm standing in my own power, but I feel like that experience with God really has kept me, you know, that no matter what happens, I know God is. Even if someone should come tomorrow and say, ah, they, they've proven that, uh, <laughs> that there is no God, that everything that happened is um, evolution or something. Yeah. I wouldn't, like, because I experienced him, I felt him, I touched him. So, um, yeah. So, th- that's, not to keep it too long, that's just the beginning. Of course, I went to, so another reason why I asked if you had discipleship was I mm. didn't have much of discipleship. Um, so, because when I went to school, when I went into college like you did, um, I was in a fellowship, but I, I didn't feel connected and I didn't have, um, and part of it could be my own fault as well. Um, so I didn't have all of the, the sides. So I, I struggled, went through ups and downs, but, um, we thank God for his mercies and his grace. Um, so yeah, that's it. This was, I feel like a rushed, um, um, testimony. We actually have gone over time. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I I feel it was very interesting to just hear that experience, that encounter with God. Like I like those alone moments. Like it's just you and God. There's no distraction. You just know, like you know your name. That yeah. there's a God. Yeah. And yeah. there's a God that loves you. Mm-hmm. There's a God that wants you. Mm-hmm. There's a God that sees you. You were just mm-hmm. in your house and He came onto you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this God. So. Um, I think it's important to know that those experiences mm-hmm. are real. Mm-hmm. They shape our lives. Yes. Um, because, and I just wanted to ask the question, like, mm-hmm. so you said that you became from the shy and then you became more like outgoing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, so, I'm like, still the not introvert, but introvert, not, but, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you were not restricted anymore. anymore At yes, first you yes, felt restricted. Yes, so yes. not wearing like mm-hmm. pants. Now mm-hmm. you were wearing them. Mm-hmm. So how did that change? Like how were other people able to perceive that change in you? Thanks. Good mm-hmm. question. So my friend from in high school as well. Yeah. So after this conversation, after this happened, um, she just noticed that okay, ah, you went to us and now kill. And I started talking about talking to her about Jesus. She's Catholic, right? Um, she did. I mean, she was surprised, but I mean, um, she was like, okay, is this what you're doing now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she had she had my faith with her um, and all that, and I don't think I got any pushback from people um i guess the tra- it wasn't so night and day it wasn't like i used to wear just long maxi skirt and all of a sudden i started wearing tight pants no <laughs> it was like yeah just regular just moderate moderate yeah. you know just modest but for me i think when i went into college where i maybe could have done something differently was going to a fellowship where maybe wearing pants trousers was 
received Accepted. or allowed. Okay, Accepted. so kind of the, yeah, the fellowship I went to didn't receive because I went to college. I was like, hey, college, you know, had pants, everything. But then I was just one of those outsiders, the outcasts. Why is she wearing pants? Why is she, you know? And me, I know that when I got saved, I knew what God. So I don't know which rule book you guys are reading from, the religion or doctrine people are practicing, but the Holy Spirit I encountered doesn't condemn me or doesn't assess me based on what I put on, that I'm wearing a pants or not, no. So it was just a very confusing time for me then. Um, so it was kind of, you were not in the right place. I wasn't in the right place, yes. And and that's one thing I always say. I feel, I wish I would have, because when I, jo I joined, because there was someone from my village who went to that fellowship and I was trying to, let me not say please her, but I was trying to, okay, good, let me just join the fellowship she's in, right? But if I had known, I would have just, just found myself where I fit more because there's a place for everyone. Um, and if you're out there, honestly, the foundation is faith in Jesus Christ. Every other thing is doctrinal, doctrinal differences, right? So if you go to a place where maybe you don't feel like you're accepted because you wear makeup or you, you leave your hair open or you perm your hair, go to somewhere where, you know, you're accepted, you know, because that's not what God is looking at. He's looking at the relationship, you know, your work with him. Um, so let's not let those external things, you know, affect her. And I, I must tell you, Amaka, that that my my experience in that fellowship kind of it kind of didn't open me up to the mentorship he talked about of discipleship because I didn't feel like I was discipled and and the devil came at me a lot with you know I told you I'm a very legalistic person with a lot of condemnation so I do something you have okay you have done it you have sinned against God he's mad at you okay you're done you're no longer you know like all of those you know um, I remember one which is one, not true though. which is not true but I didn't know because I was yeah. still a baby Christian right. I remember one of those I saw. I saw a good-looking boy on campus. He was wearing these nice. He was wearing these pants, and he had such lovely legs. And so, like, I don't, you know, God forgive me, but I just had this. What I was impure thoughts, and you know, just oh my God, you know, I, I repented of it. But you know, the devil just came with so much condemnation, condemnation. I'm like, how, dare, how you? dare you a, you say you, a whole as a you whole say you, you're a christian <laughs> and you know this so and so many instances like that where you just make a mis you know you sin yeah. and and yeah. then so that really you know kind of stunt like yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a struggle but we thank god yeah, and I'm glad that I think yes, you might have you've struggled and but you come but one thing I'm grateful for is that those experiences, the negative experiences did not affect your relationship with God because those things can definitely do. So it's kind of it's always good that in those moments that God still keeps us, even though we feel like, Oh, I didn't get this, I didn't get this mentorship, I didn't get this discipleship, I didn't get this acceptance or the things I really thought I needed. Mm -hmm. But um God is always faithful. Mm -hmm. He always keeps his own. Mm -hmm. So, wow, what a fantastic episode! Okay, wow. <laughs> this was great. This was great. Thank you so much um, for staying with us. Um, I hope you stay till the end. Um, yeah, this is just first episode sharing our testimonies. Hope this encouraged you and blessed you. Um, please let us know what you think. Um, hope you know. Um, yeah, this is just a personal stories and whatever we said here was our own opinion on you know life as we see it um so feel free to share what you think in the comment section do you have anything to say no it's all good we we ha i really had a a wonderful experience just chatting about this because i feel like it hit home it hits home some of the things you shared and some of the things i've shared so i felt edified by the way you talked about your encounter with god which was like wow Zuki had a personal encounter with God like Moses on the mountain. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Moses but like mountain. <laughs> mountain on the mountain that almost saw the face of God. But no, anyway, no. so so oh, I'm really no. I felt I feel edified and I hope you do feel the same. So please join us next time. Uh, we're always happy to hear from you about what you think and then just feel inspired to hear. If you have your own salvation story and your want to share it with us your own testimony please feel free we're always happy to listen to you and to hear from you yeah. thank you thank you very much um thanks hope you have a wonderful rest of your week or your day or you know whenever you listen to this listen to this podcast um 
Take care. Um, we'll see you next time. Next time. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye.